Welcome to the Enlightening Motherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Hamblin. And I'm your co-host, Ashley Schultz. As moms who are currently in the thick of raising kids with big emotions, we know firsthand how challenging their intense behaviors can be. And that a little support can go a long way. This is a non-judgmental community that was created for you or any mom who's feeling overwhelmed, frustrated, or stressed. Each week, either Emily or I will share our experiences, offer practical tips, and interview experts in the field so you can be empowered to help your children with their challenges. Join us as we help you enlighten motherhood. Hello, everyone. This is Emily. We are in the thick of summer here in the Northern Hemisphere. Don't know where you're listening from, but I hope you're having an amazing week wherever you are. Here in the United States where I live, this is a particularly fun time of year because we are um, close to, at least at the time that this podcast episode is being published, we are very close to the 4th of July, which in the United States is Independence Day. And this is traditionally a really fun day. There might be like parades, people might be throwing a lot of candy, fireworks are very common, sparklers, really loud poppers. It's like this super fun celebration where we get to celebrate um, the birth of our nation and um, just kind of celebrate the fact that we live in this country. Um, That I absolutely love this day. And um, I have great memories of it growing up. I look forward to celebrating it with my kids every year. Um, But (laughs) I just want to admit that especially parenting kids with um, behavioral challenges, with big emotions, with neurodiversity, anything in that realm, this day can be really hard. And I just want to recognize it for all the moms out there who are trying so hard to be super positive, to give you permission to recognize that yes, um, 4th of July or Independence Day or whatever, birthdays, um, really big celebrations, New Year's Day, whatever it is in your culture that is a big rowdy celebration that you look forward to in general, let's recognize that sometimes this can be really hard with certain kids, right? Um, It can be hard for our kids because they're experiencing a lot of changes in routine. They probably have some sensory overload going on. Maybe meals aren't as regular. They're they're not remembering to drink enough water. They have a lot of needs that are often kind of naturally met with the flow of the day that aren't being met. Their brains are feeling a little bit uneasy because things are different. They might be a little bit on edge because their neuroception or the constant scanning that their brain subconsciously does of the environment knows that something's up, something's different. It's not quite sure if this is safer yet. So they might be a little bit on edge, a little bit more prone to meltdown with a smaller trigger, right? And also I know I have some children that um, when they're told what to do, it um, is cognitively hard for them. It causes them to feel a little bit out of control. It maybe increases some of their anxiety. It comes out looking a lot like defiance. And on days like the 4th of July, where we're lighting fireworks, like I have to tell them what to do a lot. There's a lot of safety things going on with sparklers. You can't get near other kids. You can't hold it at that end. Don't get close to the fire. Like a lot of safety things that 
really kind of set some of my children on edge. Not to mention this prediction error where sometimes they're expecting things to be one way. And when they're not that way, their brain struggles with not having that expectation met the way that they were thinking it would happen. Right? This is a lot for kids. This leads to a lot of really big feelings, a lot of meltdowns, a lot of what might look like defiance or sass or similar like strong will pushback. Um, it can be really challenging. And I know for me, like just even taking my kids out of it, just say that they were super easygoing and weren't melting down and overstimulated and um, all of that, like just balancing, trying to be social while still making sure my kids are safe and meeting their needs. That's a lot. Right. And sometimes I feel we might have this like societal pressure or um, just a tradition in our minds of what the day should look like. And we want to make it super special and super amazing. And we are kind of disappointed when things don't go as planned. Or maybe at the end of the day, we think, oh, that wasn't nearly as special as I wanted it to be. And we feel kind of down or we feel kind of disappointed because when we were kids, it looked completely different and it was so much more um, special or like a bigger celebration or whatever. And we wanted that for our kids and it didn't happen. And so maybe we're feeling down on ourselves. Okay. This is a lot. <laughs> this is a lot for one day, right? So I want to break down some of these things. Um, it's okay if we recognize that the day will probably not be 100% perfect right? It's okay if we recognize that up front, but I do think that there are some things that we can do to at least make it less stressful and to help us have more amazing moments within that hard day. And that, we don't even have to say the whole day is hard, right? But within the, the hardships or challenges of that day. Okay. So some tips, probably the biggest tip is to cut yourself some slack, mama. You have a lot on your plate. I can tell you with all of the many, many women that I have coached, that I've worked with, um, that every single one of them has so much on her plate. Okay, I don't have time really to break down what yours are, but I'm pretty sure you're trying to meet your child's needs. You're trying to do household things. You may work out of the home. Maybe you're working in the home. Um, Maybe you have multiple children and you're trying to meet multiple needs. Maybe you're neurodiverse or you have a mental illness of your, of your own that you're trying to manage and <laughs> you're trying to do all the things, right? You have so much on your plate. Seriously, cut yourself some slack. You don't have to feel guilty if your child's um, 4th of July or birthday or any like special New Year's, I'm just coming up with whatever, any like big special day, you don't have to feel guilty if it's not as big and special as maybe yours was when you were a child. Okay. Is there a problem with you doing that? No. But is there a problem if you don't do that? No. Do you get what I'm saying? You're not a good mom because you made the Valentine's day, um, like over the top amazing. And you're not a like that doesn't make you a, a good mom and it doesn't make you a bad mom. You're not a good mom or a bad mom if you don't. Those are just fun things that you're welcome to do in parenting. And I do recommend you have connection with your kids and you do things that are fun and special. 
but you don't have to go over the top, make them amazing to still help your child have an amazing childhood. Um, one 4th of July, this was when, um, we were foster parents. This was years ago and we had two biological kids and two pretty active foster kids. And one of our biological kids was a baby. One of the foster kids was a toddler. Um, (laughs) I think we had three kids in diapers out of the four and, um, we got a phone call the evening of 4th of July saying that a child was found just like wandering the streets. And this child was mostly nonverbal. He only said a few words and um, that all offices were closed. All of the social workers wanted to be celebrating this evening with their parents instead of trying to investigate and figure out who this child was. And so they asked us, could we please keep him just overnight until the offices opened up in the morning? Even though we were usually full at four kids, we we accepted, um, given the circumstances, we welcomed this child to our home for that evening. And I had all of these like ideas of how we can make it big and fun and fancy. And do you know what we did? We went to a local playground and we bought the little, you know, the little, um, what do you call them? The pop things that you throw on the ground, the like snappers. They have like a teeny bit of gunpowder and some sawdust and you throw them on the ground and they make a snapping noise. Like they're super harmless. You can snap them in your fingers and they barely hurt if they hurt at all. Like, I think we had one box of each of those for each kid. And um, we went to the park and we brought bubbles. <laughs> and that was it. That was it. That was our super fun um, Independence Day celebration. And I don't even know what we ate for dinner. Probably like boiled hot dogs on bread. Like <laughs> it was like as low key as you could get. And do you know what? I think back to that night now, years later, and I have such good memories from it. I don't know about my kids. My kids probably don't remember it at all. Um, They were all pretty young then, but I'm not saying that you have to have such an extreme situation as I did that you only if you're foster parents and you're taking in this kid and whatever, like it's okay just what I'm saying. It's okay if you have really simple moments. You can do super small things to make a day really special and really fun. Like something as easy as like bubbles and music. Maybe you bring a Bluetooth speaker and you, I don't know, go out to a field and blow bubbles and chase them and dance. And that's fine. If you want to do more than that, great. We're probably going to do a bit more this year. Um, We're probably going to be joining up with other people and doing some legal um, fireworks and we'll be watching some bigger fireworks done by um, I don't know if the city we can see them pretty well from my sister's house and so like yeah we're we're going to we're going to be doing a bit more but I'm not doing it because I think it's going to make me a better mom I'm not doing it because I'll feel guilty if I don't. I'm just doing it because it's going to be fun and we have the resources to do that. I don't think on my part that I'm going to go overboard. I don't know if some of the other people in our group are going to or not. Um, I do think it's going to be fun. I do think it's going to be special. But I'm cutting myself some slack. Um, I'm giving mental permission for me to not love every single moment 
but instead to try to look for moments in the moment that I do love. There might be some moments that I don't love, and then there's going to be some moments that I do love. And I can recognize like, okay, not love in this moment, but I'm just going to write it out. And if I write it out, I know that really soon there's going to be a moment that I do love. Oh, look at the way my kid's face lit up when they held that sparkler. That was so awesome. Okay, now my kid's melting down because the sparkler ran out. Okay, well, that's all right. I can still hold on to and replay over and over that wonderful moment of my kid's face lighting up when they had the sparkler. I don't have to dwell on the fact that they started to scream and cry and maybe even try to punch someone (laughs) because the sparkler ran out. I don't have to focus on that. I can recognize it. Oh man, that part was not fun. And then I move on, right? I'm I'm not dwelling on it. I'm going to dwell on the part that I want to. Uh, the way my, my kid's face lit up when they were holding that sparkler. Right? The way my older child was helping the younger child be really safe. And the way that he just felt so in control and so mature being able to help with the lighter or whatever. Don't, don't send me angry emails saying that I'm being unsafe with my kids. I promise. We are very, very safe with them with things like this. And please don't take this as permission to put your kids in unsafe (laughs) situations. If you have a 12-year-old that can't handle a lighter and you don't think it's a good idea, please don't hand it to them just because I said I might do it with my 12-year-old. Okay, that's not what this is about. I want you to be safe with your kids. I want you to consider it on a case-by-case basis on what that looks like. What I am saying is just this idea of focusing on the moments that we want to remember and consciously trying to stop focusing so much on those really unpleasant moments because chances are like with any mom and with any kids but especially with moms whose kids have extras right um extra big emotions um extra challenging behaviors um whatever it is we are going to have like this roller coaster within maybe even one evening, within maybe even like 10 minutes, sometimes even within one minute, right? Of like, this is amazing. Oh, this is hard. Oh, this is so fun. Oh my goodness, this is rough again. And just recognize that that's going to happen. Just like I want you to cut yourself some slack, give some mental permission for your child to not act perfectly, even though you want them to. And even though you are really hoping for an amazing evening, You're going to need to give yourself some cognitive flexibility where things might not go how you pictured them in your head. And it's going to be really hard, but you can talk yourself through this and let it go, right? Also, in terms of kids and helping them maybe have more manageable big emotions for the evening, always plan ahead as much as possible and I said evening but again this might be like daytime it might be a parade it might be um I've said birthday party several times it might be some sort of extended family graduation party I don't know but whatever the big event is that's probably going to be loud and probably going to be overstimulating and out of the norm um if you can plan ahead as much as possible to help your kids know what to expect but at the same time balance it with like a simplicity on what they expect so that you don't say, and then there's going to be these fireworks and they're going to be huge. They're going to be the biggest thing you ever see. And then you get these dinky little like $3 fireworks from the fireworks stand and you light them and they go, dink. And the kid's like, seriously, that's it. 
Um, you can just try to like balance it and then there'll be fireworks. And this is what a firework is. It's going to be um, an adult will probably light the end of a little thing about this big, show them with your fingers. And we're going to stand way back because they're kind of dangerous, even though they're a lot of fun. And then it might make a loud noise or it might have some bright lights or it might have a lot of colors. And sometimes they'll spin around and move. That's why we stand far back so it won't hit us. And it's going to be a lot of fun, I think. Right. So do you see how it's more, more of a realistic expectation, but it's also helping them know what's going on. Hey, tonight, um, we're not going to be going to bed on time. We're not going to have dinner at home, whatever it is, help them know as much in advance of what their day or their evening might look like. So that when their routine is disrupted, it's, um, their brain is going to have less of this upset of, this isn't quite normal. This isn't what I'm expecting. This isn't how things are supposed to be. And maybe, maybe it can help it to simmer out a little bit so that they are um, less likely to enter that fight, flight, fight, flight, or freeze mode from smaller things. And they still might remember you're giving yourself some grace. You're cutting yourself some slack. You're giving your kids grace too. They're humans also. They're trying their best. They really are. You're trying your best. You really are. So it's okay, right? It's okay. Make your kids aware of transitions before they happen, if possible. Give them like a heads up of what's going the transition's going to be, what's going to be ending, what's going to be happening next, what they have to look forward to, right? Um, if you have an older child and you're worried about like overstimulation, you can talk with them and maybe come up with a code word or just practice having them tell you if they're not feeling um, comfortable or if they're starting to feel weird or um, if they are shy about saying things like that in public, they can come up with a code word like um, unicorn sparkles. And when they come up and tell you unicorn sparkles, it means I'm starting to feel kind of uneasy right now and I could use some extra help, right? Um, if your child's old enough to understand what overstimulated means and to recognize when they're becoming overstimulated, you might even have them help you come up with a plan of action in case it happens. Okay, so you're getting overstimulated. What would you like to do? Would you like to stay outside if that happens? Do you want to bring a big soft blanket to wrap yourself in? Do you want to bring some headphones? Right. Um, do you want to go inside and lay on the couch until you're feeling better and I can take pictures and videos for you to watch later? And again, if that happens, sometimes I'm like, but I want my kid to experience everything. And if they're inside on the couch, they're going to miss all the fun. And I want my kid to never, ever have any hardship in their life. And I get it. Coming from a great place, right? Coming from a really good place. Just give them permission to miss it. It's, it's going to be okay. If they need to go in and lay on the couch and you're sad that they missed it, you can be sad that they missed it and you can let them miss it. And you can talk to them about it later and show them the pictures and show them the videos and maybe they'll be sad that they missed it too. And if you missed last week's episode, go back and listen to it about allowing your child to experience that difficult emotion instead of trying to remove it from them. We're going to let them, right? We're going to support them and help them feel sad. Not like make them feel sad, but if they're already feeling sad, we're going to support them in that so they can handle that feeling. Okay. And also if it's like a super busy day and you're worried about forgetting things like eating enough feeding your kids, staying hydrated. There is nothing wrong with you setting some alarms on your phone, <laughs> right? So that you remember, oh, that's right. I need to eat. Oh yeah, that's right. I needed to drink. 
I even have one client that sets an alarm to put on deodorant, right? And that's fine. Some people might laugh at that and you know what? Let them laugh. It's totally okay. They're not you and that's all right. I'm sure if we dug deep enough into their life, they would have plenty of things that you could laugh about. But that's not what this is about, right? This isn't about one-upping or being better or um, anything like that with other people. It's just about allowing people to be different and allowing ourselves to be different. And that's fine. Okay. Now there's one more challenge that I um, didn't bring up, but you may end up facing. And that's if you, you know, cause you're parenting in this way and you might have a kid come up and say, mom, I'm overstimulated. And you let them go inside and lay on the couch. And you might have another kid come up and say unicorn sparkles. And you say, okay, what do you need? And they say, I just need a really big hug. And so you put down the fun things that you're doing and you give them a big hug and they say, no, you're not squeezing me right. By the way, what they're really asking for is different sensory input. Um, and so you can say, okay, how do you want me to squeeze you? And they show you how to squeeze them. And you might have extended family or friends that look at you doing this and they're like, oh my goodness, <laughs> what is she doing, right? Um, first of all, I think we're over overly sensitive to this. Now, I'm not saying that you're overreacting, so don't take it that way. But I think sometimes, especially when you're unsure about your own parenting or you're trying something new or you know that your child might be doing something socially different, that you're a little bit on edge. Like you're looking for evidence that someone else disapproves. And so all it might take at that moment is somebody just looking at you and smiling and suddenly you're thinking, oh, no, they're smiling at me because they're laughing at me. Or they're smiling at me because they're masking their true feelings, which is they're shocked that I'm parenting this way. Or they're smiling at me because they're smirking on the inside, thinking that they know how to parent better than me. Right? Like You might tell yourself a hundred different stories of why that person disapproves of you. Because you're a little bit on edge, worried that someone might disapprove of you. Okay. I recommend... Now, especially if nobody directly says anything to you, if you're feeling like they're, whatever, disapproving, questioning, um, not liking the way you're parenting, if you're thinking that and you have zero like solid evidence of it, or even if you think you have evidence of it, just let it go. Just remind yourself like, oh, there I am. I'm looking for evidence of other people thinking that I'm not doing a good enough job. And look, I found it, of course, because I'm looking for it. Um, how about I look for evidence that people really don't care and that they're just smiling at me because they see me hugging my kid or that they're looking at my kid who's melting down just because my kid's making a lot of noise, right? Like, let's change the narrative in our minds that we don't have to feel on edge or upset or um, hurt or whatever about other people thinking differently about our parenting. Now, if they say to you, like, wow, that child is really telling you what to do. Or if they say something like, really, you're going to let your kid just go inside during the fireworks? Like they're going to miss it. First of all, check in with yourself. How are your own emotions at that moment? If you're on edge, if you're defensive, that's not a time really. Like That is a time to calm yourself down. Hopefully, especially confidently momming members, I know you've worked on this a lot. Hopefully you can manage your own emotions at that time. Take a deep breath if you need to. Wait a moment before you reply. And then you can just say something like, 
yeah, I'm doing this differently than you would if you were in my position. It's okay to be different. Right? You might even say, if they have kids, sure, you parent your kids differently, and that's fine. They don't have kids. Yeah, I know. If you if you had kids, you would probably parent them differently. And that's fine. Right? Just let them have their own opinion. Just give them permission. Take that whole awkwardness, judgmental, whatever out of it. Don't judge them back. Right? And just let it go. Yeah. That's okay. Totally fine if you would do this differently. And that's fine. And then change the topic, right? Just move on. You don't have to, you don't have to allow your mind to pull you into that drama pit. And even if someone else starts that drama pit, you don't have to let them pull you into it. You can free yourself from all of that. It does take some practice. It does take a lot of work. Um, if you want some help with it, if you want me to teach you some of the strategies and tools um, with that, come join me and confidently mommy. It's a really low price membership. If you're not ready to like jump into the membership, you just want to get on a call for this one instance. I do have a very limited number of discovery calls available. You can book one of those at enlighteningmotherhood.com forward slash discovery. I'll put that link in the show notes. I don't advertise those very often because they are um, really limited and um, they're super short, but I, I would be so happy to hop on and give you some tips on how you can stay calm when you think that people are being judgmental towards your parenting or any of these things. Okay, um, there is one last message that I wanna leave you with. And that is that during really big events or special celebrations, such as Independence Day in the US or you know whatever exciting, stimulating event that you might be going to, sometimes it's super tempting to allow an all or nothing mentality to take over, right? Um, I'll link in the show notes also an episode on the all or nothing mentality that we often have in our lives that does not tend to serve us. It's this like black or white thinking when things have to either be one way or another, and there's no middle ground and there's no gray. For example, we might think today's going to be amazing. Oh no, my kid melted down. It cannot be amazing anymore. Right. Or, ah. Uh, I really wished that today had gone differently. So I can't love the day. The day was horrible because I wished it had gone differently. Or I want to be grateful for the day so I can't recognize that things were hard during it, right? Do you see a lot of this all or nothing thinking? I have this a lot. This is a major tendency of mine um, and tends to go along with the perfectionistic tendencies that I work hard to let go of, right? And um, it does require a lot of intentionality and conscious thinking on my part. It helps me just to catch them like, oh, look, hey, there's that all or nothing mentality again. Hey, you're back again. And then like reroute it. Yes. Your kid might melt down and you can still make amazing memories. You might wish things were going differently at certain times of the day. And you can be grateful for many of the experiences that you had. You might even find yourself wondering what it would be like if your kids were a bit more easygoing. That's a thought that sneaks into my mind often. But just because you have that thought, you can recognize that that does not mean that you're not grateful for your kids. You can have that and then move on to, yes, sometimes I wonder that 
I'm not really going to entertain it, though. We're going to move on. And I'm grateful for my children in my life exactly as they are right now. I love them right now as they are. Okay, mamas, here's to having an amazing, imperfect, wonderful celebration and to navigating both the ups and the downs and then coming back up to the ups as we do so. Have a beautiful week. Hey mama, if you ever feel like you're walking on eggshells around your big emotions, kid, please know that you're not alone. I can totally relate. And I also know that you don't need to stay in that space. You can totally transform your frustration, overwhelm, and stress into calm, confidence, and in control. Now, I'm sure that you love your child and that you're on an amazing journey to make positive changes in your parenting, to learn to more effectively parent them with all their quirks and everything. But if you want your positive changes in parenting to be faster, smoother, and with a whole lot more support, then I would love to invite you to come check out the Confidently Momming membership. In this membership, you get instant access to an entire library of resources. This will give you a solid foundation to effectively parenting a big emotions kid. And then to personalize it, there are live coaching calls where you can ask me any parenting questions. There is a non-judgmental online community where you can connect and get support in between those calls. Basically, I built what I wish I had years ago before I learned how to parent big emotions kids. And when I felt like I was somewhere in between drowning, failing, or spinning my wheels with trying different things that just weren't working. So if you're ready to put behind all of those feelings of guilt, shame, spinning your wheels, or otherwise just not progressing the way you would like to in making the positive changes in parenting your big emotions kids, and you're ready to instead be empowered with feeling calm, confident, and in control so that you can help your child learn to manage their emotions, so you can have more peace at home so you can have a better relationship with your kid and just have more joy in your parenting journey, then come and see if the Confidently Mommy membership is a good fit for you. You can check out all the details at enlighteningmotherhood.com forward slash confident. And of course, that link is in the show notes. Cannot wait to see you on the inside. <laughs>